Hello everyone and welcome back to the second season and ninth episode of Dish It Out Didi. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is a podcast designed and built for women of color to dish out their stories and advice without the judgment of society. And if you haven't already, please listen to all the other episodes of Dish It Out Didi. Let me know what you think. You can slide into the DMs on Instagram or leave a review on one of the platforms. On our seventh episode, we have Dilpreet from Winnipeg, Manitoba. She's an online fitness coach, winner of the 2014 Miss Bikini Manitoba, and in 2016 came in second place at the national level in Canada. Dilpreet is an all-around superwoman. She's breaking down societal barriers of what women should look like and be like by pursuing what she loves. Welcome to the podcast, Dilpreet. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I just think it's, I'm just really excited to just get to know you a little bit more. And I've been following you a little bit on Instagram. And I think what you're doing is amazing. And it also goes along with our theme for the month, which is confidence. And we're just learning about how we battle with confidence and what we can do to continue feeling confidence in very aspects of our lives. So I think what just you being you has been inspiring to me and I think others who want who are listening to the podcast will also find that inspiring as well so can you tell me about your journey and how confidence plays a role in it well I'll, I'll give a well first of all I want to say thank you um, I, I'm excited to be a part of this and I think it's a super cool initiative that you're doing this um but no i honestly think this is great this is wonderful and it's much needed and you know we need to shed light especially in the south asian women and south asian communities but with my uh journey so uh i hopefully don't drag drag too long with it but i'll give you like a short 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 story um well growing up i always played sports you know i got i got more into it in high school but my dad basically forced me to play when i was younger mm-hmm. uh, and he comes from a sports background so he played soccer his whole life so that was really cool and he always mm-hmm. said that you know sports teaches you you know life skills when it comes to like confidence and leadership and teamwork I got into it I played lots of soccer and then in high school started to play more you know as you get older too you meet more people that are in the have the same interests as you Mm -hmm. so then I so then I kept myself super busy so in high school I just played sports and study that was my thing I played like you know usually like six times a week and oh wow it was fun and you know um gym class was my favorite like I love <laughs> I loved it um and then when I got into university it was different because I went from playing like sports all the time to like nothing and I felt like I lost a sense of purpose so that was a little di- that was a bit difficult to grasp um I played recreational soccer for two seasons in university but games were at like 11 p.m at night and when you're a university student you're like oh my god (laughs) this is this is too late so that was it just wasn't doable it wasn't Mm -hmm. sustainable um and then yeah I just felt super lost and you know my focus like I was trying to focus on my studies but my grades started to go down in the first year and that wasn't common coming from high school and I didn't Mm -hmm. know why I was still studying, but I just didn't know why, like I wasn't able to manage everything and mm-hmm. get my grades. And I realized down the road, it's because I wasn't, you know, getting any exercise. And I went from 
having all this exercise like every day playing sports to like basically like nothing because I didn't Mm -hmm. know what to do so then when I started taking my kinesiology degree um that's where I learned how to weight train and that was probably the best thing that ever happened and I learned how to weight train I you know I used to have this prof um she was a woman and she had like muscle and she was strong and like bubbly and energetic and I was like damn (laughs) I was like look at her like she's goals like just she's just bright and like you Mm -hmm. know bubbly and all this energy and just seeing her strength as a female too I was super inspired so that's where I started to like learn how to like weight train and I just love the way that it made me feel that I kind of became addicted to it in like a healthy way you know Mm -hmm. that would be my that would be my study break during Mm -hmm. university I saw myself getting stronger at the gym I just love the way that it made me feel like I felt so empowered and confident and especially when I was lifting more than guys beside me (laughs) I think that was a huge confidence booster and like people would just stare and I'm like this feels good (laughs) you're like yes that's me (laughs) yeah I was like this feels really good like no one's gonna mess with me and that just built like a lot of confidence and um my focus in school was so much better my grades went up like everything was just such a positive and obviously like nutrition was like important and when I was in high school I had no idea like not mm-hmm. a clue um you find me at the vending machine you find <laughs> me in the cap you'd find me in the cafeteria uh you know curly fries poutines pops skittles lattes you name it like at the time it sounds good but wow and I, and I could tell that I was trying to live that same lifestyle in university too for a little while for the first year and it was not working and mm-hmm. when I look back um really made me realize that my performance in sports was affected because of nutrition and that's why I would lose endurance quicker sometimes Mm. and you know I could have done so much better in sports if my nutrition was on point but that's okay right you like you learn and I learned that in you know learned it in university changed changed my eating habits I was no longer at the vending machines eating skittles (laughs) 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 and just changing my life this way I just saw like wow you know health truly is like wealth and not only Mm. like physically but mentally the confidence the you know the emotional aspect it's like a positive outlet in your life Mm -hmm. the energy that you feel day to day so from there I just loved it so much I loved the way it made me feel and I became a personal trainer on the side you know just to pay like university bills Mm -hmm. and stuff and thought it was like a fun gig and enjoyed it and during university I was trying to you know apply for like occupational therapy and physiotherapy Mm -hmm. these were uh real jobs right yeah so but I was never excited applying Mm -hmm. for them and I was applying for the sake of applying and I remember when I got rejected two years in a row because it was so competitive and I had good grades but it was just ridiculous yeah um I was more so like I'm like what are my parents gonna say not even oh my god my dreams are crushed Mm -hmm. it was more it was more so like oh my god I'm disappointing disappointing everybody yeah and you know I just couldn't figure out like what do I want to do and Mm -hmm. then as I was you know personal training and then after university 
Um, I was still personal training for a bit and working as um, a waitress. I thought to myself, okay, I love fitness. I love, you know, helping people. And why can't this be my career? Mm-hmm. So, which is why I decided to pursue a fitness as a career, and it was it was it was difficult. And mm-hmm. bef- and before I got into you know pursuing this as a career, I did compete in seven bodybuilding shows from 2013 to 2016. That was great. It was uh, it was super awesome. It taught me it taught me a lot in terms of you know discipline, time management, mm-hmm. appreciation appreciation for food and just challenging yourself and you know at the time I was full-time university I was working two jobs and I was trying to compete so it was it was it was a lot yeah Uh, I look back I look back sometimes I'm like how the hell did I do (laughs) when was that moment for you when you were just like okay this is what I really want and this is what I want to do I think deep down I just knew like when I was competing in the bodybuilding shows Mm -hmm. um I just because because of the drive that I have and I was so passionate about it that I made it work no matter what like it didn't matter how early in the morning I had to go to the gym and then go to school and then study and then work and then again in the gym so I wasn't usually there like once or twice a day um but I made it all work and I think it's just because just the way it made me feel like I felt Mm -hmm. so empowered and strong and just knowing that I was doing this for me and I was showing up for showing up for myself every single day in the best way that I could and I couldn't let myself down um because it was me against me it's not like you know when it comes to like sports and stuff Mm -hmm. you you play against other teams but even though you know you're up on stage competing against other people it's still an individual sport there's right. no one you can re- no one you can rely on. Um, so I think deep down, I just knew that in fitness, this was going to be um, this 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 was going to be it. But I think once I finished university and I was focusing more on social media, and I like really really enjoyed it, really loved posting and mm-hmm. seeing people being inspired and people reaching out and just seeing the power that social media had then and seeing other influencers and other coaches on there. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like if they can do it, you know, why can't I? And the only thing for, I think a little while that kind of made me feel hesitant was of course, like this is not considered in the salvation community, like a nine to five job, a salary based job or, yeah. you know, and there's so many other expectations, um, which was, which was, you know, difficult. Like competing didn't mm-hmm. come easy. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, that was definitely a hard journey. Just hearing what people had to say. And yeah. What were some of the things that you heard? I guess just negative things that you heard that you felt maybe felt like they were unnecessary or, you know, kind of hurt you. And then how did you overcome that? So a lot of the stuff, I mean, you know, being Punjabi and then having muscle and being a female at the time, um, you know, around in 2013 when I when I started, it was mm-hmm. just, whoa, like coming from a small city too, because, you know, it's Winnipeg, people were just like talking and saying like, you know, what are you doing? You're ruining your body and muscle is for men. It's not for women. And you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna marry you. You look manly, um, and then, you know, 
stuff like to my parents how can you raise your daughter like this and how can you let her wear a bikini on stage this is unacceptable this mm-hmm. is not part of our culture we don't do this this is not allowed and like first of all like I'm just so sorry but like what do you mean this is not allowed yeah. like who you know like who are these people to tell me and my parents this is not allowed right um, or what constitutes constitutes as like right like yes like yeah sorry like where is this book I missed it <laughs> totally that that's where I, that's why like I, I've just been like a rebel since like growing up I'm like what do you mean like I I can't or this is not allowed I'm like mm. what does it say that yes he's constantly questioning right the norms that we're brought up with and mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yes so how like what was your reaction to when when people especially when they're saying you're ruining your body but you know that you're not or you know they're calling mm-hmm. you manly and just saying outrageous things like no one's gonna marry you I'm, I'm sorry like that's just that's I feel sad hearing that it just, mm-hmm. it just feels wrong it's it's very hurtful at the end of the day we are human mm-hmm. you know and it does hurt and I will admit like I had moments of doubt like I would look in the mirror and doubt myself I'm like do I not look good like should I am I doing the wrong thing like should I not do this and mm-hmm. um but fortunately that those moments for me didn't last too long because I knew deep down what I was doing wasn't wrong and I didn't care. I'm like, I don't care, you know, what other people think or say because if this makes me feel good, I'm going to do it. And I know I'm not doing anything, anything wrong. So the biggest thing was I distanced myself. I -hmm. distanced myself from, you know, the Punjabi community a lot. And it's because I didn't want to be in that negative space. I didn't want to hear the negative stuff and, you know, the looks that people like give you or the things that they say or, you know, mm-hmm. you know how, you know how like yeah. sometimes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the, the bad, the bad parts in the South Asian community. Yeah. Um, so I really distanced myself for like some years and um, I just took that time to just keep doing what I thought was right and I felt good and I felt accomplished and I I'm not gonna lie like for a bit I had resentment I'm like why like why do I have to be part of such a you know culture these types of people Mm -hmm. why won't they like accept like what I do like why do they have to like talk shit like Mm -hmm. what you know And and I did have that resentment and I separated myself for a while but as I got older um, and then transitioned more into like you know personal training outside of university and fitness coaching Um, I worked for another company for a bit I started to fall back into um, the culture again just because I like love it you know and I Mm -hmm. think as I got older my confidence too and knowing and fully discovering myself and knowing what my purpose in life is I said to myself I was like screw it I don't care Mm -hmm. you know what other people think if they want to come at me still that's fine (laughs) you can come at me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I and I think it just helped because my parents are my number one supporters so I just thought to myself okay you know what if they support me and they're my number one supporters then Mm -hmm. I don't care because Mm -hmm. people have not people have nothing to say at that point Mm mm-hmm and I feel like in our community, it's even if you do things by the book, so find something to say about something, mm-hmm. you know? And so why not just do something you love because they'll talk anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And no matter what you do. 
Yeah, no matter what you do, I agree. You, I, you know, you, you, you could you could be like you could be like this really successful like doctor, but then you know you're gonna have that brown auntie that's still gonna like try to say something. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't know, you have five dogs or something, and that's not yeah. okay in our culture. So you, <laughs> you said your parents are your biggest supporter, and I think that is just awesome and so so great. Did the time. Yeah, I was just gonna say because I know for a fact for my parents, of course, it's taking them time to also accept my unconventional life. So I think maybe, maybe I mean, I feel like most of us go through the same thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. so tell me, tell me how that went, and you know how how they came to be your number one supporters. It it took years. It definitely took some years. So during competing time. Um, Obviously, like for parents, you know, they start to hear other people, mm-hmm. you know, saying saying things, and then you know they have the respect in the community, and it's difficult for them to hear. So they said, like, yeah. don't do this, you know, don't pursue it. Um, I don't, I don't listen, so I'm a rebel, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I don't care. I'm still still gonna do it and you know to the point where like I wasn't speaking to family members at home for like a month Mm -hmm. um but it's because deep down my gut just knew that what I was doing wasn't wrong and I just Mm -hmm. kept going and it took a lot of like long conversations and explaining Mm -hmm. why why I'm doing this why this is important to me and I think that's very important because a lot of the times you know, we lash back and we get pissed off. And I, yes, I've been there. For you know, sure. In, in the beginning, I was there and I was like, you don't care. You know, <laughs> you know, you don't listen. You don't yeah. understand. Um, but it's because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not used to it. It's different. And when you dare to do something different, what they're compared to what they normally see, it's like, whoa, you mm-hmm. know, it's a shock. And we have to realize that they come from a different generation and a different time gap and it's going to take them time to adjust to and learn so just long conversations over those years and then you know 2016 I was competing um at the Canadian Nationals and Mm -hmm. my parents and my dad were like go kick ass and make us proud and I think that was I think that's where like it started to like really really get better and they just saw like you know other cultures and other people of color you know commenting positive things Mm -hmm. and I think that made them realize like okay like everyone else is fine with it and they're supportive so why can't our people from there they just shifted their mindset to you know if anyone questioned or said anything instead their answer was oh we're super proud of her and we're really really you know happy with what she's doing and she's uh you know setting the path for like the next generation to come mm-hmm. so i think and then people don't have anything to say they're like yeah. oh i think once a parent supports their supports their child people mm-hmm. can't really say say anything and like you know it'll take time and i think that's something that you know um us individuals from like the south asian community really need to understand and a I test your patience like crazy and mm-hmm. you go th- you'll go through a lot of adversity but I'm telling you you have to stick it out because adversity is what makes you stronger in life like at the moment you might think like this sucks and oh my mm-hmm. god like this is so stressful but if you're passionate about something it's 100% worth it I agree that's so true if you could what mm-hmm. advice would you give your younger self and 
I guess anyone that's trying to pursue something that's out of the norm, that's going against societal norms and, you know, going against what aunties mm. think of us. For, for my own younger self, um, you know, I would say that I would have said to be a little bit more patient and not stress out so much because of course like stress takes away so much from your day and from you know your energy mm-hmm. and I, I definitely spent a lot of time just stressing and mm-hmm. stressing you know they say stress is the number one killer like it's a it's not good and I and that would be the advice but I would also say I'd, I'm super proud of my younger self like when I you know decided to stay stubborn and stick through it because mm-hmm. it's uh it's crazy someone messaged me on instagram today and they said what if you didn't stand up for yourself like how different would your life be i don't even want to think about it you know <laughs> like i i have no idea i'm not like the you know i'm not gonna fall to like the stereotypical like way that like a desi girl or indian girl should be and mm-hmm. i'm like i can't even picture myself in that situation um and for anyone that's out there that's trying to pursue their passion and they're nervous is do it just seriously do it you know what if people truly love you mm-hmm. they will come around and it may not happen in weeks, it may not happen in months, it may not even happen in some years, mm-hmm. but eventually, eventually those people that truly love you, they will come mm-hmm. around and and if you sh- and if you show them and explain why it's important to you. And you know what? Some people may not even come around, but guess what? This is your life and at the end of the day, you have to be happy with you. No one mm-hmm. else is in your shoes. No one else is living life for you. We yeah. have one life. We have one life to live. So, you know, unlock all the potential that you have and live it to the best, best way that you possibly can for your for yourself. Because you don't you don't want to regret when you're older, you mm-hmm. know. And I heard this in a podcast too, and it was it was such a huge trigger moment from for me last year. I heard this in the podcast. It was um the Andy Frisella MFCO MFCEO podcast. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the July 4th podcast and he I was sitting in my car and it just hit me and the way that he was explaining the story and he said if you're on your deathbed, do you want to reflect back on your life with regrets? Do you want to reflect back and say, "You know what?" I'm super happy and proud of myself for all the things that I did. And I was sitting there and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, I was at a, I was at a time last year in, in my life and I wasn't happy with what I was doing. And I think that was one of the moments where I was like, I do not want to have regrets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what, if you have one life to live, like don't exactly. waste it, you know? And that's where I took the leap to go after little tank fitness and any, anyone else there that's trying to pursue something you know that's considered different mm-hmm. um, do it. at the moment you might think this is so difficult so hard but guess what moments only last for a bit that's why they're called moments you know down the mm-hmm. road in like five, five six months a year you're gonna look back and be like oh wow yeah you know that uh, I passed it you will mm-hmm. pass it you will mm-hmm. pass those tough moments honestly like anyone that's you know looking to better themselves or be different or entrepreneur like that podcast it's so i will warn people it's not a podcast for everybody so because there's <laughs> there's lots of uh, f-bombs and swears and he's just very raw and real he's not angry he's just very passionate right. and that's and i've and i've met him in person and he's a wonderful 
wonderful person and the energy that just comes from him you can tell that he genuinely cares about people to mm-hmm. succeed so it's called the mf ceo project okay and i, I swear i swear i'm not getting paid to <laughs> give him give him a shout out <laughs> i will always That's share okay. what has helped me so as like a woman of color being from a south asian community how do you think others can continue to feel their confidence honestly the way that confidence will come is from progress and taking action mm-hmm. uh, you have to, you have to take action towards what you want and especially for you know the south asian women um don't overthink don't hold back just do and when you start taking those small little steps towards your dreams and your goals they're all going to add up that's going to you know create progress and progress is what's going to create your confidence because you know you're doing what you want in your heart so that would that mm-hmm. that would be like my biggest like advice cuz that's where confidence comes and you know a lot of people say like oh let me find the motivation first mm-hmm. um no you you can't you you can't cuz motivation comes and goes but you can't find motivation you will create motivation if you take action you see progress and then you're motivated to take even more action mm-hmm. so with south asian women um and colored women you just uh to build that confidence you just have to take it step by step and i promise as long as you keep moving forward you'll see so much progress in yourself not only like ex- external progress but internal mm-hmm. and that'll build your confidence because you're showing up for yourself every single day absolutely i have been following you for a bit on instagram and i'm really curious about your name how <laughs> how it came to be i've been trying to i've been just trying to think i'm like oh i wonder how she, like what is it how did she come up with it so i was like oh let me ask her and and what does the future hold for for you and for your for your brand so the name little tank uh, it's funny because Oh, I'll be at like grocery or you know Starbucks and people will be like, "Oh, aren't you little Tay?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> it it makes me smile. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Um, I got this name from one of my friends uh back in the day when I, you know, used to work out at a gym called Shapes and I was a trainer there. And we used to work out together and he's a workout partner and for being petite, I used to lift really heavy. um and i think i was like pressing 600 something pounds and at the time wow. you know i was i don't I haven't done that in a long time but <laughs> i was probably you know around like 120 pounds or so when i was doing that and he just one day was like wow you are such a little tank you know uh-huh. and i didn't have instagram at that time and when i went to go, and he just started calling me that that was like my nickname that he gave me and when i went to go create instagram i thought hmm what should my username be and <laughs> and then i was like oh my god like i should just use this and ever since it just it just stuck and you know i started little tank fitness as well because i feel that we all have you know that tank inside us mm-hmm. because, you know obviously not the army tank cuz that's just huge <laughs> um but we have the, we have we have like yeah. you know the little little version of it inside us is when you fully believe in yourself 
you it, it's un, it's incredible when you fully believe like that you discover your deepest strengths and that's what my mission is with mm-hmm. clientele as well is that we all are a little tank but you just got to believe you just mm-hmm. got to believe because once you do you become so strong and powerful in life and unstoppable that's amazing so, i love that that's story so that's <laughs> great it's crazy i you know it was just a random thing at the gym and here we are and it's uh 2020 and it's still still rolling mm-hmm. with me you don't think about it in the moment you're like oh okay like this is a cool ig name you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm cool <laughs> <laughs> And then as you get older and you discover <laughs> your purposes and passions. Um, mm. But yeah, that's uh, the future holds. It's a uh, little tank fitness. It's my online fitness business. So I do online fitness coaching and it can be from anywhere around the world who wants to work with me. And mm-hmm. I just uh, hope to continue to help thousands and thousands of people um, in the upcoming years uh, mm-hmm. through this and help them better their lives. Because I personally feel that when you have a strong foundation in your health and fitness, it mm-hmm. carries it carries into the rest of the areas of your life to be healthy, energetic, confident, empowered, and have your own identity in life. And especially mm-hmm. South South Asian women, mm-hmm. that's that's a huge thing because I still see it, you know, with my mom's friends and you know the understanding and the education um, it lacks in mm-hmm. this community, and as well as you know, many women are not confident to go to the gym because they don't know where to start or mm-hmm. they put everybody everybody else first, their family first, and, you know, they forget about themselves uh, or they just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is I want to help, you know, raise awareness that the rest of your life, your career, your marriage, your children, like anything you do in life, if you are healthy and if you are fit, yes. you you will be able to live that prosperous life in all Mm -hmm. areas it's like creating a ripple effect yeah yeah and if you think about it like when energy is everything Mm -hmm. and your state of energy is everything if you're always tired you're not fully happy in life Mm -hmm. but if you're always feeling super energetic you just love life and you Mm -hmm. love your days because you feel good I, I just, I wish you all the best with the little tank or little tank. Thank but you. I, I love, I just love everything that, that you stand for and what you're doing. And I hope that through this and through your Instagram and other platforms that you reach as many women as possible and continue to show them that the strength and their empowerment lies within themselves by discovering Mm -hmm. themselves and by thinking about themselves and about their health and creating, Mm -hmm. like you said, creating that, that wealth for themselves. And what, when they do that with you, you know, they will have the energy to live their life and feel good about themselves. Yeah. And that's why I do what I do. And I am so passionate about the career that I chose because they, you know, I'm privileged and I get the opportunity to help people every single day to live a better life. And when I receive those positive messages and, you know, people say I have more confidence and, you know, I'm doing better in school, I'm doing better in sports and more focused at work. My marriage is better. My kids, I can actually play with my kids and run around. 
you know, it's uh, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Yeah, exercise and nutrition, super powerful natural medicines in life. I'm so happy that we got to meet and connect. And thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. Me too. Thank you so much. And honestly, like, I love your podcast. This is, this is <laughs> such... Seriously, like, so wonderful, and I wish you the best as well, and I hope that you can connect with more, um, you know, awesome people, inspiring people, and let's uh, let's get the word out for your podcast so yes. other people can <laughs> get inspired. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. No- and thank you to all the listeners. Please tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on London time. I am your host, Preet, and remember, being yourself is the most beautiful thing you can be. Don't let anyone else tell you any different.